Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. A record surge of migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border illegally is being felt on Long Island, where the numbers are ticking up, according to advocates. The situation is nowhere near as dire as in New York City, which has processed 172,000 recently arrived migrants since April 2022, most of them from Venezuela and Ecuador. And because of an unusual legal requirement, plans to spend $10.6 billion housing and feeding them through June 2025. Bart Jones reports on Newsday.com that no one has an exact number on how many migrants have landed in Nassau and Suffolk counties since they are not processed like they are in New York City, and they often remain in the shadows. But advocates say many signs point to sharply higher numbers in some areas of Long Island and that agencies charged with assisting them have been strained. The Central American Refugee Center, with offices in Hempstead and Brentwood over the past 18 months, has seen demand for legal services for asylum cases increase from an average of four a week to 25, said Elise de Castillo, the group's executive director. Because of that, CARE-SEN, the largest immigrant legal services agency on Long Island, more than doubled its legal staff from 12 at the end of 2022 to 28 at the end of 2023. That number should increase to 34 this year, according to De Castillo. Long Island already was home to an estimated 100,000 immigrants without legal documentation before the latest wave. Often helping immigrants without legal status on Long Island falls to private agencies, church groups, charity organizations, and other entities. Maria Elena Duarte, a native of Chile, and her husband Juan Ruiz run a group of volunteers that helps new migrants on the East End with donated food, clothing, and other basics. She said the number of families they serve has jumped in the last two years from 125 to 350. After the pandemic, there was an explosion, she said. While some are expecting New York State to open a 30-day window for companies to bid for three downstate casino licenses this month, it will not be that soon. Some insiders say the actual awarding of bids won't come until the first quarter of 2025, if then. Governor Kathy Hochul isn't banking on receiving casino license fees for the upcoming fiscal year, which runs to March 31, 2025. Yancey Roy reports on Newsday.com that the next big milestone is when the Gaming Facility Location Board, the panel created to oversee the process and a subset of the State Gaming Commission, publicly posts answers to what's called the second round of questions submitted soon. East Hampton Town is requesting an amendment to the Army Corps of Engineers project slated to begin in downtown Montauk this winter to incorporate damage to its sandbagged beach there during three recent storms, as New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced last Thursday that she is authorizing $3 million in funding to support stabilization of Suffolk County's shoreline and a beach replenishment project on Fire Island. 
East Hampton Town is also asking for a betterment option for the Army Corps to shore up the area around Ditch Plains, which the agency has in the past not been willing to protect. Beth Young in East End Beacon reports that the town of East Hampton is also considering engaging the Ditch Plains community about the prospect of forming an erosion control district, a special taxing district that could be used to protect homes in the area from the ocean. In a January 25th letter to the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation's Coastal Erosion Management Section, East Hampton Town Supervisor Kathy Burke Gonzalez asked the DEC to amend the Army Corps Fire Island to Mariches Inlet project, which includes dredging 450,000 cubic yards of sand onto the ocean beach in front of downtown Montauk to include repairs to the geotextile sandbags that were exposed in storms on December 18, 2023 and in January 2024, and repair four pedestrian dune crossovers that were installed as part of the Army Corps' 2015 Downtown Montauk Stabilization Project. Local residents and Riverhead Town officials are hoping to convince the Long Island Power Authority and its contractor, PSEG Long Island, to postpone the planned demolition of a historic building on the Peconic River, where one of the first electric power plants on Long Island once operated. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that on the West Main Street site was a plant that for 34 years, from 1888 to 1922, provided electricity for street lighting, homes and businesses in Riverhead and beyond. The plant was first powered by water wheels and then by steam engines. The property on the river where the plant operated had previously been the site of a water-powered woolen mill operated by brothers John and Henry Perkins. PSEG Long Island has notified the town of Riverhead it is planning to demolish the 127-year-old building as soon as early next month. Company representatives have told Riverhead town officials that the roof of the building is in danger of collapse and the entire structure presents a hazard. LTV Studios and the Eastfield Community Historical Society will celebrate Black History Month by hosting two educational live multimedia lecture events at LTV in Wainscott in February. LTV and Eastville will host two programs, both free and open to the public. The first this coming Saturday, February 3rd at 7 p.m. on Groundbreaking Black Comedians. It will showcase Godfrey Cambridge, Red Fox, Dick Gregory, Flip Wilson, Nipsey Russell, Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby, and Eddie Murphy. Then, on Sunday, February 25th at 7 p.m., the Sydney Portier Society is a program that will be presented at that time, free and open to the public at LTV Studios in Wainscott. New Yorkers consider America's most celebrated summer resort community, the Hamptons, the Empire State's biggest ripoff, a new survey says. Georgia Worrell in the New York Post reports that over 40% of approximately 5,000 polled New Yorkers think the Hamptons is the attraction that's least worth the price, followed by the Empire State Building, 31%, and the Statue of Liberty, 14%, according to a Casino.org study. 
Almost half of those who consider the Hamptons the biggest ripoff blamed it on whopping lodging prices, while almost 30% complained about dining costs. The average $577 per night stay in the Hamptons is a startling 290% higher than the national $148 per night norm, and a typical East End entree costs around $35 much more than the national $23 standard, the study found. The Hamptons is a place specifically for rich people to gallivant, one interviewee griped. Respondents who considered the Empire State Building and the Statue of Liberty the biggest swindles blamed the pricey tour tickets, which start at $44 and $24.50 per adult, respectively. Almost 100% of New Yorkers said a trip to Niagara Falls was worth the dough, but 60% thought a trip to Disney World was highway robbery and ranked it the top national ripoff. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.